All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift Podcast. We've got another guest expert joining us today, and I am so excited for who we got coming on. We've got Romans Ivanos. He is the co-founder of Big Growth Group. They partner with mid-sized and entrepreneur-level startups to help them create breakthrough results in their performance and operations. They do this through creating personal operating systems for CEOs and their teams. So I cannot wait to bring him on, talk about operating systems, how to lay those foundations there because it's so important as you make that shift um, into being a business owner. So let's go ahead and do the intro and then we'll bring him on. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. Romans, welcome to the show. Hey, Elena. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. Just kind of learning a little bit more about your background. I'm very excited to talk about all things operation systems and just get your thoughts on automations and all that stuff. But before we kind of dive, uh, dive into that, I want to know a little bit more about your personal story as an entrepreneur and just getting into this whole realm of business and growing your company to where it is now. would love to just hear your whole journey on that side of things. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, where, how, how far do we go? <laughs> <laughs> right. That, that is the question. However far you think is the yeah. best. Cool. Well, um, I think a good starting point is the moment when I left my um, country of birth, which is Latvia, and it was I was I was eighteen or nineteen, I remember. But I moved to uh, the Netherlands yeah. to study, and I failed my entry um, tests exam. So I decided not to pursue sort of the academic path. Um, I decided not to study, and instead. Um, I thought it would be very interesting to explore the sort of business entrepreneurial type of thing. I didn't have much of awareness, like understanding how to build a business out of business. So um, yeah. I was freelancing everything from graphic design to uh, writing proposals to writing business plans, basically doing whatever you was. You were trying it all. Trying it all, to be honest. <clears throat> and then uh, three, four years later um, of trying to trying different things probably changed to dozens of different jobs and trying to launch different freelance gigs i decided to move to the uk and then uh, in early 20s launched um, my first uh, sort of successful business which was a coaching consulting company <clears throat> where i ended up working with um primarily founders entrepreneurs uh, from a um, tech space and helping cool. them with productivity mindset, mainly productivity and sort of time management. Um, and then from then on, yeah, I went on to launch um, a travel agency with um, another uh, uh, with another business partner. Then I launched a marketing agency, and um, then eventually I kind of did a full circle and went back to coaching consulting, and then um, launched a uh, company which we are now running, which called Big Growth Group, where we uh, partner up with uh, mainly executives and their teams, and we help them 
be more productive and efficient and, and, and more profitable. Mm, I love that. So I'm curious as to what your thoughts are between a solopreneur and a business owner. Do you think that there's a difference? How would you define each one? Yeah, well, I think um, it's a good question. I think it really depends on uh, I think it depends on what people want in their life, generally speaking. Yeah. Like my personal definition is solopreneurships where maybe it's it's you, maybe a few a few more people like VAs trying to help you, like assistants trying to help you run the business and where you are the, the main source of growth, you are the main source of um, operations. Everything kind of evolves around you as a business. <clears throat> and a business owner, like, an actual entrepreneur, business owner, running businesses is where you have systems, where you have team in place, or we have automations, uh, where you're not necessarily needed to operate the business unless you decide to do so, unless you want to do so, right? But again, the solopreneurship is pretty popular nowadays. We have solopreneurs building multi-million pound dollar businesses by automating, uh, hiring VAs, you know, and just, just kind of doing it themselves and not not wanting to scale, not wanting to have these big complex systems. And for some people it works. And for some people, you know, <clears throat> I've worked with another founders to understand that there are, there are a lot of founders who want to have a lifestyle business. And there's a, another chunk of founders, entrepreneurs who want to build high growth businesses and they have like global ambitions and they want scale, they want teams, they want funding. So it's like, it's a, it's a very personal choice where, you know, which path you want to take. Mm, yeah. So what was your journey through that? So would you say that you're a business owner now? Did you start? I remember us talking at the beginning that you started as a solopreneur. So what was that journey kind of going through that yourself? Um, when I started out, I, I think I've always wanted to have multiple businesses. I don't know why. It was just, it just sounded cool to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Being a you know a serial like a breakfast entrepreneur, <laughs> um, and uh, but for the for, for a long time I couldn't crack the code of building a an actual business. Perhaps lack of knowledge, lack of skill, whatever it was. Um, but at the very beginning, I was I was totally like a freelancer, solopreneur, really. Um, yes, I had like a small team, like not a small team, but a few freelancers here and there. But um, it took me quite a while to like to build a system within my business, but also level myself up as an entrepreneur to kind of grow into more of a business owner rather than a, a solopreneur or a, or a freelancer. Mm, got it. Okay. Well, awesome. I, I appreciate, appreciate you kind of taking us through that journey. Um, and seeing that I love hearing people's stories and how they start their entrepreneurial journey and where they are now, because I think it's so different, but there's still commonalities between it and look at it and can be relatable. So I want to dive a little bit into your expertise, um, that you do within the business. And so I would love to know what does it mean to scale a leader? so they can scale their business? Yeah, a great question. <clears throat> it all starts, well, my philosophy is very simple. It all starts with you as an entrepreneur. And what it means is in order for you to grow a business, um, if you're 
bootstrapping it, meaning you're using your own cash to go and make things happen and grow the business. Yeah. What typically happens is that you need to grow before the business grows because most of the time the business follows the leader um, in, in a bootstrapping world. Um, whereas, for example, if you get investments, right, and get funding, usually it's business that outgrows the founder and founder usually needs to catch up with the business. But at the, at the, at the core of it is mindset and sort of personal operating system of a founder of, of, of a business owner that allows them to operate the business or grow the business effectively. <clears throat> so if we are on the spectrum of bootstrapping, uh, it usually means uh, the leader, the entrepreneur needs to go out there and learn, maybe network, maybe get mentors, coaches, whatever it takes to level themselves up. And, and it means different things for different people, right? Maybe it's spiritual work, maybe it's psychological work, maybe it's um, purely business strategic work. But at the core of it, like you kind of expand your perspective, you expand your awareness, um, you work through your beliefs or mental models to get better. And then on the other spectrum, which is, let's say you get funded, you decide to go and attract investors. Usually what happens if you find a good product market fit and the startup takes off, then you kind of need to play the catch up game and you need to be on the same level as the startup. Usually the startup grows faster the founder. So usually what happens, the founder burns out in a process of growing the business. So it's a little bit different perspective, but here, um, you know, what you need to do is to find a balance, <clears throat> internal balance of how you manage yourself and how you manage the business. Uh, does, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And I've heard this concept actually a couple of times more recently. So it's it's really cool that you're bringing this up of the idea that um, oftentimes the person that starts the business isn't the person to scale it. Um, and it kind of sounds like what you're you're talking about a little bit there. So is is that what you mean in terms of like oftentimes the the entrepreneur, the person that's starting it is not often the person to scale it. The, do you agree with that? Yeah, uh, 100%. Uh, so in, in essence, you have to reinvent yourself as an individual, as an entrepreneur, if you want to grow the business, right? And oftentimes um, you're sort of faced with the decision whether you want whether you decide to reinvent yourself or just hire an operator <laughs> like if you don't right. want to because like what usually happens right when you scale the when you need to scale the business you need to think like an operator yeah. and a lot of the founders are very creative sort of artistic like people they they find <clears throat> running a business is like a, some sort of a form of art where scaling a business, growth business requires a very operational, like a checkbox type of a mindset. <clears throat> and a lot of founders aren't ready to, to do so. So they kind of get stuck in this artistic um, product. Um, say they fit the product manager's role better than the CEO's role. Yeah. And, I mean, you have to make a decision, right? So sometimes it's like, hey, I need to really rethink how I operate personally and how I show up in my business, or I need to hire a professional operator. 
Yes. So I, I love that you bring that up because when I heard that saying of like, often the person that starts the business isn't the one to scale the business. I was only thinking, oh, well, they're going to need to hire then they're going to need to hire somebody out. But I love how you bring that up in terms of you become and need to reinvent yourself and essentially become a different person at different phases of your business in order for it to hit the goals that you're trying to achieve. Because if you're that person, um, that you were at the beginning of your journey, starting that and then trying to scale the company, it's not going to work. And it's perfect for this podcast because there's a lot of people who are working to become business owners and they're wanting to get out of that job that they've created for themselves as a solopreneur, but they're stuck there because they're still the, the, they're still the person that needs to be on all of the calls. They need to be doing all of the things. They have to be handling every single piece of the business and they can't let go of any of those. And so I, I appreciate that you bring that up because it's essentially like you have to become another person so that you can forget about those things, move on from those things and actually do the actions that are going to scale your business. Yeah, this is where the most interesting part um, begins when you start asking yourself questions, why you started in the first place, why you started yeah. this business in the first place. <clears throat> and especially as, as, a, as a solopreneur or as a freelancer who wants to take that leap of faith and start hiring or automating, it usually means for a lot of the creative people or um, creatively driven founders or solopreneurs is relinquishing uh, control or letting go of certain um, parts of the business. Or <clears throat> other times it's, even if we dig a little bit deeper, it's a victim mindset. Yeah. Um, and that keeps a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, I would say freelancers from really trusting themselves and trusting people around them. Because at the end of the day, you know, they, <clears throat> you, you will make mistakes and uh, there'll be a little fuck, fuck ups here and there. As yeah. you grow the business, but if you do not commit internally to the process of self-development through running and growing a business, right. um, you you're not going to be able to take any steps forward. So, <clears throat> a lot of the times, what happens, and what happened with me is, is is really internalizing, or you're facing with a situation where you have to really internalize the idea of growing yourself. And <clears throat> when the business requires you to take that step and you don't, with the time you become a little bit more comfortable with the situation of, oh, you know, let me just be a freelancer then. But if you have an ambition or you have had an ambition to grow and run a, a more interesting, exciting business, have a, a more exciting lifestyle, then inevitably you'll have to phase the fear or phase these beliefs and uh, work through them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So I know you guys specifically focus on helping CEOs, these people who are stepping into these, these higher end business roles, craft their personal operating systems. And that was so cool to, to see that on your website. And once you do that, you help them with their personal operating systems. When I first read your business, I was like, oh, like operating systems in terms of like automations and all that things. Um, but you also mentioned personal operating systems. And I was like, I've yeah. never heard it explained like that before. So what would you say is included in someone's personal operating systems? Yeah. So um, as we talked about scaling um, 
the business um, and for to scale the business, um, an entrepreneur, the founder, or CEO need to scale themselves. Mm-hmm. Just like in the business, we have um, operating systems like SOPs, processes, systems yeah. um, in order to run the operations um, smoothly. Mm-hmm. The same applies for personal developments, for the personal development of the founder or CEO or the leaders of the company, <clears throat> which means they have to find the right sort, uh, right resources, skills, um, and information to scale themselves with the right systems, and they can be anything from you know specific routines, habits, a set of beliefs, mental models. Um, if we dig deeper, sometimes for some people it's to do with psychological trauma that they dealt with that they haven't dealt with. Um, some people it's spiritual stuff some people it's more strategic stuff um, it really depends but if we summarize that it's a set of systems and processes that happen in your head in your mind it's a way of thinking in a way of sort of perceiving your own business mm-hmm. um, unless that um, upgraded then you know you're not going to be able to really take a different look or different perspective on your business in order for right. business. Right. So do you have a specific like list of when you're working with new clients that you look at going, okay, we're going to evaluate these five personal operating systems. Do you have a list like that? Yeah. So um, I would say there are five uh, categories that we look at and it's identity. So it's mm-hmm. identity work and how the founder or CEO or the leader of the business perceive themselves right um, as as a leader how authentic they are and you know how <clears throat> how much they are aware of their personal values um it is mindset which is to do with um mental cognition um focusing ability to be focused ability to overcome obstacles um ability to be resilient through uh, you know different challenges and adversities then <clears throat> it's environment so it's how they deal with distractions with people around them how you know how able they are to influence people around them and so on and so forth then uh, so then we have so mindset identity environment <clears throat> wait mindset identity environment three jesus christ <laughs> you're like let's see <laughs> been there <laughs> been there <laughs> where are the two missing uh, well, I'm going to tell you in a second. So, in mindset, uh, identity, environment, then strategy um, is basically your ability to design and execute effective business plans, foresee potential problems, you know, or <clears throat> make insightful decisions um, about a business. And the last one is performance. It's your ability to, um, I'll say, consistently meet or exceed your own targets as an entrepreneur. Okay, awesome. Those are some very specific metrics, which I appreciate because now we can look at that and go, okay, what are my personal operating systems? So um, what are some of the biggest things that you see affect CEOs' performances? Uh, oh, it's uh, it's an easy one. Um, it's diluted focus. It's saying oh. yes to many things. Um, <clears throat> I mean, saying yes to things is a good thing when you're starting out mm-hmm. but when um you are either running a business or when for example you decide to focus on 
it actually might be more relevant to uh, solopreneurs and freelancers when you decide to focus on becoming a business owner. Um, inevitably, you'll have to say no to certain opportunities. If you say yes to too many opportunities, um, whether it's like following or pursuing too many markets or pursuing too many ICPs or trying to do this and trying to offer that, uh, there's always an opportunity cost, meaning you're not really leveraging your time and energy the most effective way to be able to really uh, go deep into your own niche or into your own market and become a leader within that space. Right. So it applies to sort of CEOs of um, larger companies, so mid to mid-sized startups or enterprise-level startups. Um, is that they tried to please everything and everyone by saying yes and by obviously diluting their focus as a result. They're not really getting things done. They're not really moving the needle within the organization. Right. Uh, moving needle part is probably the most important job of a CEO or a business leader. It doesn't, doesn't really matter how, how big of the business that you, that you have. What's important is you've been absolutely clear on what makes the difference, like what actually moves the needle, needle in, the, in, the, in the business. And a lot of the times, because we are saying yes to too many things, we are not quite clear what it is. Like we, we think we are, like maybe we think this is the thing, but it's just guesswork. You're not really specific, you're not concrete about it. So, right. yes, it does. So my last question to you, this has been so great. Would Would you say that, the the way to know what are those needle moving tasks and to figure that out is to simply give yourself time to think about it like most people don't give themselves time to think about it or do you think that um what other strategies do you have for figuring out what are those needle moving tasks yeah <laughs> funny enough today i had a client call um with a um with a ceo of, of um of an automation agency mm -hmm. and he said roman um if i don't take anything else from our calls i realize that morning walks are the most important and um critical time for me to actually think yeah if that's the that's the biggest takeaway that i um that i that i've had from our coaching sessions and i, I laugh because it's so simple i could say common advice yeah. but when you don't really appreciate that advice and uh, uh, unless you either pay for it <laughs> or you really internalize the importance of you going in walks and thinking about your business and having some time to reflect mm -hmm. so you have some um some space to think right but what happens in most scenarios is that business owners work all of the time and they do not give them give themselves an opportunity to just have a little bit different perspective. So sometimes, yes, it's as easy as, hey, what you need to do is just have one hour of um, just thinking or reflecting. Just, yeah. just do that every day. <laughs> I love it. Just sitting there and, and just thinking about things. So sometimes it could be more tactical. Let's say, hey, okay, now let's actually dig deeper into what are the what are your priorities and that's 
do a brand up of all of the tasks and to do's and everything that every single thing that you do in your business. And then let's use Eisenhower matrix, which is basically urgent, non-urgent, and as you know, important and unimportant. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's called runs. And um, let's identify two or three things that are critical for the growth of your business. And then let's just identify one thing that you can do for the next 30 days. Mm-hmm. every day without a doubt without, without um breaking that routine every day for at least one to two hours you'll focus on that one thing for 30 days um and you'll report back to me how you've performed like has it actually moved the needle right if it has then your hypothesis about what is the priority uh what's number one priority was correct so you just then kind of do another iteration of that Amazing. Oh, this has been so good. Thank you so much. Provided me with a lot of really good perspective. And I think that the audience listening, hopefully you receive that same type of perspective. Where can people find you if they want to hear more from you, if they want to be a part of your world, and if they potentially want some help uh, getting better at their personal operating systems? Yeah, they can definitely uh, find me on LinkedIn. Uh, they can just type in Romans um, Ivanovs, it's I-V-A-N-O-V-S. And uh, I'm actually um, developing a, an assessment for founders and CEOs. It's a simple like five minutes, 15 question assessments. Um, if they'd like to go, it's for free, obviously. They, they can take an assessment and it'll give them plenty of sort of ideas and insights for how they can um, adjust their own personal set, uh, operating systems so they can improve their own game and performance. Um, if they can reach out to me, I, I'll, happily, I'll happily send it amazing awesome well thank you so much for your time is there anything else you want to add before i finish up for today no that's been um a great uh chat liner thank you very much for having me yes thank you so much i truly appreciate it and let's go ahead and cue that outro clip thanks for listening to the business shift where we chat about no nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.